Hey, do you like movies? We all like movies. You like movies? I like movies. My brother likes movies. Everyone likes movies. Let's do some stuff with some movies, okay? Let's just, uh, yeah, how about, let's just, that's... What's going on everybody? It is Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. That means it is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics. My name is Robert Adams. My name is Death. <laughs> oh, you don't look like William Sadler to me. <laughs> with a bunch of makeup on t- in a weird Swedish accent for some weird reason. I feel like it though. Oh, yeah. my name's Chris Adams. It's right there, you know. Yeah. So, uh, welcome, y'all, to the Cinefanatics. We're here to talk movies, like I said in the intro. Uh, there is, uh, we don't have very much movie news, really, to go off of tonight. The so Cinefa High Energy Natics. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, those of y'all that are watching, thank y'all for watching right here at the top of the show. We appreciate you being here with us. I know there's a lot of streamers going on right now. We're still in a pandemic world where everyone wants to stream and get their thoughts out. So we very much appreciate the fact that you are here watching with us it I, means the world to us i do that's why i'm still doing the show right now yeah uh if y'all have any questions make sure to drop questions in the chat and stuff we're watching make sure y'all subscribe to the cinefanatics again that's something i don't typically say but as a youtuber apparently you're supposed to mention hey, that at the top of the show sub to the thing yeah, sub to the thing and whatnot. Uh, there's also the uh, the Streamlabs that's up there above his head. Uh, I believe there's also a link down in the description, possibly. Did you put that in there? Yes, there is. Uh, so in the description, there's also the Streamlabs, so you can drop questions and anything you want to drop with numbers in it. Um, you can do it there, too. Also, make sure you follow us all on Patreon.com slash Cinefanatics. Uh, we will talk more about that in a little while. So... Uh, right off the bat, you. Hi, that's me. Not feeling too well, huh? No, I feel fan friggin' fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Substitute that friggin' for a word that you would typically use to describe how fan friggin' tastic you would feel. Frogging, flogging, flogging Molly. It's because of you enjoying the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater that, like, I'm a now I've got flogging Molly's uh, whiskey lullaby stuck in my head. I honestly really wish I could play the uh, one and two, but I don't have any of the modern gaming systems. Apparently, four is coming back out. Like they're they're re-releasing like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater four with like updated graphics and stuff. I don't know if it's going like on the Switch or PlayStation eight, whatever PlayStation we're up to right now. I really believe that's a thing. Yeah, uh, I believe it is. Anyways, th- this isn't the video game fanatics, because... That's another channel that we can't do right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play video games, so I really can't talk about and, upon that. Again, I, will... I can't afford modern video game systems, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've been a little out of it lately. Um, those, yeah. of y'all, those of y'all who are familiar with us, um, y'all know he's had like some kind of like weird vertigo thing, seemingly stemming from a car accident. Yeah, a car accident I was in two years ago. It's definitely from that. Uh, but I've I've gotten into some like situations or positions I get in every now and then. The world starts spinning around me. It really sucks because you're not like physically ill or sick or anything. It's just you're completely incapacitated because you can't move or do anything because literally everything you're seeing is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten that yet, but the past few days I've been like tipping on the point. If I uh, didn't keep my self stretched out, you know and whatnot so uh i'm in a position where i've been like seeing a chiropractor for it and i know this isn't like this is a movie news show and we talk about movie news and stuff but you're getting a little piece of us personally here right off the top well, we have um, to have something to, to give our personal people want to know about yeah. us well it's true I and mean, this is like <laughs> this is kind of our flagship show on this channel so mm-hmm. this is the the main way to get to know about us uh anyway uh i'm seeing a chiropractor pretty much every week for it um the problem is is that like I do essentially grocery delivery right now as mm-hmm. my, pretty much my only source of income as I can't get any uh, video production work right now just because nobody's hiring for wanting to shoot videos or anything for their business and nobody can afford it because, you know, hey, pandemic, cool. Um, 
so the fact that this is happening right now that I'm on on this point where this chiropractor stuff has been kind of keeping it at bay for a while, but it's happening still anyway, despite my going every week. I'm in the position now where I pretty much need to go twice a week if I want to kind of get ahead of it again, which is a huge financial bummer because, again, I'm only doing grocery delivery, and I, I don't like to mention the the name of the company I'm doing it with. Because they're, they're not paying us. In. <laughs> there's, there's that, and honestly, like you could probably figure it out if you really think about how many different companies are out there doing grocery delivery. Um, but... Yeah, they just, they flat out just don't pay enough. And mm-hmm. so I'm kind of backed into a corner right now. And this is not like a, hey, feel sorry for the Cine Fanatic stream, because we are going to get into, like, movies. And we we did get to see some of these uh, home stream releases that they put out there, which is going to be fun to talk about. But until then, like, this is, this is why I like the last few days. Uh, I haven't felt great. Uh, we did the Schmodown thing with Bibiani last night, and that was a blast being able to hang out with him. But I was feeling completely terrible the entire time yeah so uh so needless to say i was wanting to bring this up so those of y'all that are uh that are able to throw something into like say the super chat the stream labs anything i want i I want donations to go towards this because he's going he is going to have to go see a chiropractor multiple times a week and it's just not paying enough so if there's anything any of y'all can do to kind of help him out on this um, please throw that it, like any donations. If you can't, you can't. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, fine, but. but any any donations, anything someone could throw in, please throw that into those options so we can get that. I'm not out here trying to like guilt trip people into like no. giving to my situation. But uh, you're definitely in a very real situation that unfortunately it, it's going to put you like into a catch twenty two, and that you need to work to pay off like being able to go see a doctor, but yeah. at the same time you can't w- work because. You don't want someone who's essentially drunk with no alcohol driving a vehicle around delivering you your food. Yeah, I'll be completely honest. <laughs> I've driven with vertigo. It's not. No. I never want to do that ever again. That was terrifying. Yeah. But I was in a position where I had no choice. It hit, hit me while I was driving, and I just had to get home. So throughout this uh, – Awful. Throughout this, I might make mention this again. Those of y'all that are able to, please throw something into the Streamlabs Super Chat. Uh, anything you could do to kind of help out this situation. Uh, I, none of the money, like we still even have money sitting in there right now. Um, for the most part, I'm probably not going to have us split the money that we typically do because I've been in a, I've been in my job that's been uh, essential this whole time. I'm fine. I want you need to get stuff taken care of. So money that's already sitting there, anything else y'all could throw in, that's where it's going to right now. So if anyone could please help out with that, that would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, you know, honestly, like every dollar, I really appreciate anything. So it's again, I'm not saying this to like guilt trip people. If you honestly can't, don't feel, don't feel like you have to. So, um, but otherwise, uh, moving on. Um, so. Have you watched anything lately? Anything new this past week? I mean, other than the movies I know we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, no. Okay. So, uh, I know... Life has been hectic. Here, here, here's the thing. I know I've fallen, I've fallen a bit behind on my letterbox, and I kind of caught up a little bit with what I could remember. I've never been ahead on mine. Yeah. Um... So I know there's a couple of movies that I've I finally have caught uh caught on to seeing. Uh the other night I watched The Outsiders for the first time. That was a fantastic movie. Uh but uh so I caught up on that um and I couldn't remember if I had watched Cop Out before. I know everyone who's watched this channel they know I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Could have sworn I've seen this movie, but I went ahead and rewatched it because it popped up on HBO Max, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I have actually ever watched this. Have you seen Cop Out before? No. 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 Hell no. No. So I watched that, and yeah, not a huge fan of that movie. Uh, but I understand why is because that was that was a script that was like a blacklisted script that was passed around Hollywood for a while. Yeah, oh, I can see why. Uh, Kevin Smith did not write the script like he does the rest of his movies, so therefore, 
that would explain why there's a there's a decline in Kevin Smith quality to that movie, but it was there was it still had some funny moments. It's saved from for somewhat by Tracy Morgan and yeah, Tracy Morganness. There's there's definitely some pieces you could kind of see where Kevin Smith did try to tweak it, where uh like Tracy Morgan's character uh well they reference movies a lot in that um of course, and I w- I believe that's where you get that Kevin Smithness from exactly. Uh, the other one I caught up on uh, over this past week, which was a weird one, was the Slumber Party Massacre. That sounds horrible. It does. That just sounds it, like it, an awful, awful. It does. Anything. It does sound like one. And I remember seeing the the cover of this, where it was just a bunch of co-eds, and there's like some killer that has like a pneumatic drill or whatever. And I remember looking at this, going, "Yeah, this is just like a straight up like." schlocky like not even b-list horror movie this is just a reason to kill off a bunch of co-eds and show them all naked and uh, for the most part classic cinema that is in there but there actually is like i've refrained from watching it for so long just because i was like like i want something with substance and then it was recommended to me and i was like all right i will give it a shot i will i will sacrifice watching these coeds, these naked coeds, get murdered in a movie for the pleasure of being able to speak upon movies. Hey, you know, uh, and you know what? Here's the thing: it actually is a good movie. I will uh, never see that for the pleasure of being able to speak upon good cinema. <laughs> it actually was a really good movie. Like I was surprised; it had a really good story to it. No Very judgment. well done. No judgment for those who enjoy those kinds of movies, because uh. otherwise I'd be spending all my days judging this fool over here. Uh, but judgment on the uh, cinema itself, uh, it's not my cup of tea. So, yeah, uh, it it was good. It was a fun movie. Had a really good story. I thought it, it, it held everything together very well. You actually like. I cared about the the characters in this. I I was actually able to follow along like their names and stuff. Sometimes when you get some of these movies that are so like low low quality, I don't think you know what the word care means. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I care enough to, like, I remember their names and stuff. Uh, again, horror movies, especially like this kind where you have, like, a group of people that are all getting killed off, some of them you just don't remember their names. Like, I've seen the original Halloween multiple times. Uh, I can't remember any characters' names, really, except for Lori, Annie, and Tommy, right off the top of my head. And, of course, Michael Myers, uh, the shape, whatever. Uh, but when you when you get, like, an ensemble group like that of actors some of them you just don't know you don't remember what their characters names are and it was like this one i was able to follow through so and i'm speaking way more than i wanted to about the slumber party massacre movie so let's move on from there i didn't know you're clicking on this channel tonight to hear all about slumber party no you thought you were gonna hear about our review of mulan and bill and ted (laughs) haha slumber party massacre gotcha click baited you with the mulan and the bill and ted to tell you about Slumber Party Come Massacre. For the Bill and Ted and Mulan, stay for the Slumber Party Massacre. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah, there it is. All right. Got it. Yeah, so once again, those of y'all that know, I've got this like little toy that I've been playing with, and I finally figured out how to, uh, I guess, get uh, some sound effects on there. So I've, I've been playing around with it. So hopefully y'all are able to hear, hear the sound effects this time uh, because I've been able to add some. And you know what that means? That means these sound effects are quite... Excellent! Oh yeah. Wait, do that again. Excellent! <laughs> that worked pretty well. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad so, I can barely hear that. Oh, we can hear it out of the out of the headphones. That we out of the in. headphones over here that's acting as like a little a little speaker type of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's other than the movies that again we'll talk about here in a little bit. That's pretty much what I've caught up on. Um, so. Also, those of y'all that are familiar, Tuesday night, this is Two Stream Tuesday. You okay? What? No, I'm fine. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, no. This is Two Stream Tuesday, which means directly after this, uh, we will be doing our Schmodown replay, which looks like that. Uh, that's exactly what it looks like. The whole stream, the whole stream like is that. just the logo, just and that's all there is, is just, just the logo for it. Uh, so tonight is going to be Paul Oyama versus Marisol McKee, and we will also be discussing 
Uh, briefly, I would say the teams that were announced yeah. tonight for the Schmodown Teams tournament that's going to be coming up. So we will be doing that. So, Make sure you join us. That's going to be in roughly almost exactly one hour from right now. Definitely some good uh, some good talks happening because there's some surprise teams in there that are going to be really interesting to see. Play. Oh yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure y'all stay with us uh, all through this. Again, we'll take like a 15 minute break. We're at- streaming all night long. I'm never going to sleep tonight. <laughs> We're just going to keep going until all night long. until my eyes fall out of my face. Yeah. Uh, so real quick going into here, Garth is telling us about that. Here's the thing. I could have sworn I've heard of something like this before, uh, that they copied death from a uh, bogus journey off of, uh, that the Swedish movie, the seventh seal, uh, death plays chess with, uh, Max von Sydow. And, and that explains why death plays games with Bill and Ted. Here's the thing. Like, That's I, clever. I love this setup for us to stream. But I really miss the ability to click on like people's comments and then have it like kind of pop up there at the bottom of it, like yeah. you can in, in uh, Streamyard. Yeah. I kind of miss that because I want to like, hey Garth, I want to click your comment. Uh, anyways, that was Garth McMurray in the comments that made that comment. Those of you listening on audio, just you know, it was in the comments of our live video. Watch, watch us live. Yeah. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Uh, Garth also says, sorry about your vertigo problems. I've heard heard the talk, but couldn't comment at the time. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Lori Strode, yes. Uh, Tyler saying, love the sound bite. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> That's, that has to stay in there. <laughs> I'm like, like, I know we're talking about Bill and Ted tonight, but that has to stay in there. For I'm like, I might keep that. So, yeah, if, if we happen to find like any good like sound bites, something I might add to it. I or, might... or at the very least, just keep the keep the guitar part. You don't have to keep the excellent necessarily. Well, I feel like the, you need the excellent to, to signify. What instrument is this that I'm playing right here? It's the air ukulele. I don't even know if that's a ukulele. <laughs> well, Tiny Tim would. What's that instrument that, uh, that uh, Ted was playing? At the uh, wedding at the beginning. What, what oh, the theremin. The theremin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird that's, instrument. That's, is that what I'm playing? The air theremin? N- no, the theremin, you have to kind of like wave your hand. You have one hand goes up and down while the other one moves back and forth, essentially. So you're you're basically, your hands are essentially a line graph. <laughs> Wait, so the theremin is already an air instrument? Yes. So an air theremin is just redundant. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Instrument Fanatics. <laughs> uh, let's see. So that was uh, we kind of got on a tangent there with that, but uh, uh, related. Yeah, going into some movie news. Um, here, here, the downside to this is today is the eighth. Tomorrow, they will be releasing a. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow they will be releasing the full uh, trailer for Doom. Doom. Yeah. So so far, if you've seen Tenant, uh, they had like the trailer of the trailer uh, attached to Tenant. So we saw that. Sandy. Yeah. So we saw that, um, and then I guess they released like another like three second clip today. Uh, about it, and then the fact that the full trailer comes out tomorrow. I saw a three-second clip about Jason Momoa taking his glove off. Oh, is that what it was? These these are promo pieces, everybody. Hey, you're going to want to see Dune. Jason Momoa is taking his glove off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. You didn't (laughs) see him wear gloves in Aquaman, did you? I don't know. He... he, uh, he did. Yeah, he wore gloves like a. He did when he turned into like the gold thing, uh, the gold like thing. when the gold costume his towards classic, the end. His yeah. Costume. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this movie, he takes the gloves off instead of putting them on. Oh, I'm so excited for Dune now. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. We get some of that sexy Jason Momoa uh, glove removal. I- Idaho, what's his name? Idaho Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Da- I- Idaho potato. It's like Idaho Duncan. Uh, yeah, Duncan Idaho. Or Duncan Idaho. His name is Jason Idaho Potato Momoa. Some sexy potatoes right there. It's a potato. Yeah, I want some potatoes for dinner now. This stream is off the rails. Anyway, so that trailer comes out tomorrow. Uh, we will be doing a trailer reaction to that. It no. will probably be tomorrow night after I get off and after the replay. We can and see part of it already before tenant, like like you were saying earlier. So we so we we've seen a piece of the trailer. I guess. Yes, but. 
I, I would also assume that everyone's seen a piece of the trailer now since they've released the trailer for the trailer. Which yeah. is a ridiculous thing that we have now. Trailers for trailers. <laughs> it's, it's just the tip of the trailer. That's all this. I saw Video Drew make that comment earlier. It was fantastic. I don't. I'm not, I'm not touching that. <laughs> the tip of the trailer? <laughs> Again, I'm not touching that. Um, Guys, if I make a weird face, it's because my eyes are like completely dried out also. <laughs> Should I play the soundbite again? <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't like fart gags. I really don't. But, but I when mean, you're in control of them, But hilarious. when you're in control of a sound, a, a, a thing that could play sound clips, I mean. Don't worry, guys. Someday we'll grow up. Today I, I, I feel like I'm day. actually, like, regressing now because I'm like, ooh, I could play a fart sound from Today this? Today is not the day. Yeah. Typically don't like them, but eh, whatever. Um, Camshaft asking in chat, when is your birthday, Robert? Remind me. Uh, that would be uh, uh next right. week. It's Thursday of next week, I believe. Literally, literally a day. It's nine days away. Yeah. So it's the seventeenth. So I believe that's next Thursday. Um, and we will probably be live streaming that night. So feel free to come back, especially on the seventeenth, and say happy birthday, happy or birthday. if you want to. Um, <laughs> Dune, the gloves are off. That's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, so next piece of movie news, other than the Dune, uh, the other like sci-fi uh, space movie it's that so came pretty. out roughly around that time is Alien. Ridley Scott wants to bring back the Alien franchise. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, I really love. I actually really love this. Is one of my favorite like Alien pictures, just because of how the lighting works and everything. It just looks so cool. Um, sure. But yeah, they are. Or Ridley Scott's talking about wanting to bring it back, but now that the Alien movies are owned by Disney, Disney. supposedly Disney has no real interest in bringing this back. Um, That's ridiculous. But like, there's definitely some some more stories they could tell. Uh, I know Ridley Scott again was wanting to bring this back, but kind of like go away from what he released already as far as Prometheus and Covenant. Oh, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, well, Prometheus, <laughs> Prometheus had it had a, a good shot. There was a couple of things about it I didn't like. It had writing and acting. and Yeah, uh, especially if you're a fan of uh, CinemaSins, Prometheus was really good at creating the running joke, the literal running joke of the Prometheus school of running away from things when she's trying to run away from the ship that's literally. about to collapse and all she has to do is just turn left or right. A joke about running. Yeah, it's a running joke about running, so... Uh, that was one of the, like that was probably like one of the major things I just really could not stand about Prometheus. So uh, Covenant, Alien. Covenant. Oh, <laughs> hard pass. Yeah. So Alien is coming back. Uh, they're uh, really Scott wants to bring it back and just to focus more on like the other stories. Really Scott, like eighty nine years old. Uh, I don't know. I didn't do the research before we did that. He's in. His before 80s. we did this show. He's in his eighties. I mean. He, he he he's still a really good storyteller, so I I would be kind of yeah. interested to see like what he could potentially tell a story about. I say that if you like, get a get away from that weird origin tangent that he was going on with Prometheus and Covenant. I say, I say that, but that's like super ageist because people in their eighties can still be really good. I mean, look at uh, Clint Eastwood; he's still kicking it. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, give or take some of his more recent movies or whatnot, but. Oh yeah, dude was born in thirty-seven. So, I mean, when when directors and whatnot start getting up there and they're like, "I want to bring back my old project," I'm like, "Okay, maybe maybe oversee it and have somebody else take the reins." Um, maybe be like in a producerial pro- producerial role. I mean, that's what Spielberg is doing. Uh, with uh, was it was James Mangold taking over the uh, Indiana Jones? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's what's happening there. Is I mean, Steven Spielberg, I don't think is in his eighties, but I mean, he's still he's still overseeing, and not quite in the actual director seat. So uh, I know a couple of years ago, uh, roughly like around the time like Covenant was coming out, uh, there was talks of Neil Blomkamp. That's not a bad choice. Uh, going so. and trying to revive it, but one of the stories that he was wanting to go with was like taking place right after alien so it would essentially erase alien 3 and alien resurrection mm. um and it okay. would it would further what happened with ridley or ridley ripley newt and uh hicks uh after they have after they escaped at the end of aliens yeah 
so like there there was uh drawings made up of how like they could look and stuff and it sounded fantastic like i was really interested in seeing that because the problem with aliens uh is then you go on to alien 3 which really isn't that bad of a movie but like the very first thing in aliens 3 is oh yeah newton hicks died okay so like I am kind of interested in if they could flesh out a story with those characters outside of the just the first sequel. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. Um So, that would be interesting if they could do something like that, but yeah, like like we're saying Disney era. Yeah. If they could hand over the the reins, the r- rings. <laughs> I said reins. Yeah, hand the reins over to someone else who could potentially I mean, tw- handle that. Here's the thing: 20th Century Studios <laughs> is still still exists, so mm-hmm. there's there's no excuse to not you know do anything with the Alien franchise outside of maybe you just shouldn't anymore. Um, the if you want to, you still there's no reason not to. I mean, it's not like you have to do it underneath the Disney label. That's why 20th Century Studios still exists. And that's why I still would actually like to see a uh, Deadpool 3 that's kind of kept at arm's length away from the MCU, and he knows about it, too. That's a whole other subject. That's for another day, but... Uh, going into chat real quick. Uh, so, Camshaft was, sa- uh, was saying that uh, hers was yesterday. Happy well, birthday, ha- Cam. Happy birthday, Camshaft. Um, Garth is asking what actual age I turn. Uh, we won't talk about that. 30 old. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. just say this: he can't he can't be any more older in his thirties without being another decade. Completely. Well, thanks for giving that away. It's very, it's much easier just to say thirty nine. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I will never actually testify to my current age because I still get people like that think I'm like twenty seven or so, and I'm like, there's ah. some people that would tell you to quit whining. Nah, I'm not whining. <laughs> I'm just not talking about it. Uh, so, um, box office numbers. Uh, we actually have some more box office numbers, uh, this time. I want to bring up, I want to run through these as decently quickly as possible because I know we got to hit those two reviews before the time is up here. But, uh, let's bring up the two that we talked about last week, which was New Mutants and Tenet. Mm -hmm. Not a lot to talk about New Mutants, honestly. Because we're sitting at, uh, it's still opened at that seven million range. It's now reached up domestically to about twelve million, a little over twelve million. Which, again, under normal circumstances, would be considered a complete and utter flop. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether they really want to consider it that, given the uh, whole pandemic situation. Uh, worldwide, it's sitting at a little over twenty-one million. So, I mean. I don't know what the actual like budget for that movie was, but that I know that's nowhere near it. Um, but again, we're, we're we're back in the position where this was a movie that was acquired by Disney, so essentially yeah. Disney, outside of like a little bit of marketing, really didn't spend any of their own money on this movie, with the exception of acquiring 20th Century Fox to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so for the most part, they're all pure profit on this, which is fantastic. For them, because yeah. that's just an immediate turnaround of like some money coming back. Yeah, but it's still, it's you know, it's much less than you would have wanted to make off of that. Yeah, but that situation is what it is. Uh, on the flip side, you've got Tenet, which now has domestic numbers. Last week it didn't because it wasn't officially, it didn't have its official release yet until this last weekend. Yep. Uh, it hit domestic numbers of twenty million two hundred thousand. Twenty million. So it opened up the United States to 20 million, which, again, you look at Tenet in, in a world that doesn't have a pandemic. That movie's opening domestically at least to like 60, 70 million, at least. Um, but last week, so last week worldwide, it was sitting at about 53 million. That's without opening here in the United States officially mm-hmm. yet. Uh, now it's sitting at 152 million worldwide. So it's. It's gonna it's gonna do pretty well given the circumstances. It's definitely going to have some legs because there's not really there's not a whole lot of competition coming out at the moment. There's a couple of big movies that are still slated for release, but for the most part, I mean, it's one of, two of its biggest pieces of competition, which would have been Bill and Ted and Mulan, came out in home streaming, so they're not really direct competition, so to speak. 
mm-hmm. for the theatrical experience. Uh, unless you're, of course, counting for the fact that there are some places where it's theaters just aren't open in which case then yeah tenants not even on the board yeah keep in mind that like you have you, you definitely have areas like la new york chicago maybe are the theaters definitely are not open yet uh or they may have just recently some, opened some theaters in california are starting to open some theaters i don't think in la but yeah uh like we saw a lot of uh a lot of critics from la they're all they're all hightailing it out to Las Vegas because apparently that's the closest uh, open movie theaters is out in Vegas, which I don't know. I don't know how far Vegas is from L.A., but that's that's a huge drive to go out there just to go see a movie. It's still a few hours. Yeah, I know. Like for Tenant, we were planning on seeing it at one movie theater because it would be close to like where I was going to be at that time. And then I wasn't going to be there anymore, so we quickly like refunded those tickets and bought it at a theater, the theater that we typically go to, closer to us Which here. The only theater right now that I really feel. Yeah, and that was that was moment. part of the main reason. But yeah, we also didn't want to go driving across town <laughs> for that. So and it's also because when we saw the movie, there was only like maybe fifteen other people in the room, and that room's built for like two hundred. So yeah. So yeah, it was a big theater, but uh, yeah, no, that's impressive that they're still able to to pull in. Now I could have sworn for tenant. I thought I read something that it's going to have to pull in like five hundred or five hundred million or oh, something like that. To, if you want to count marketing to break even, if you want to count marketing, it's got to pull in towards like eight hundred million, which I don't think you're going to see that. They're going to have to keep it in theaters for quite a long time for it to. And it's not going to hit that. And the only. Keeping keeping in mind still that there are just some theaters that aren't open yet, so there are some markets, specific markets where it just hasn't hit yet, mm-hmm. and so it could have a very slow rollout over over you know a long life if WB decides, hey, let's go ahead and just keep this keep this bad boy in the theater for you know four or five months, and we'll see we'll see from there, and I think that's theoretically possible considering that you know a lot of movies got pushed to next year and. You know, you're going to want to fill the box office with something until movies can start rolling out at a consistent pace once again, like normal. Uh, I think that makes full and complete sense. If I were them, I would definitely keep it in theater for as long as possible, just to try to get as close as possible to the amount of money that you have to make for it. Um, but, yeah, sitting at uh, $20 million domestically right now is is definitely a very low number. It's not what you want to open it up to, especially considering that the opening for that movie is essentially like a, a 10-day opening, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, from like preview screenings plus, you know, the the uh, Labor Day weekend and everything. So it's it'll be interesting to track that one and see how, it, how it's going. I know uh, Garth in the comments was, was saying that uh, Dan Merle is so excited to be talking about box office numbers again. Here's the thing. I... Uh, I do want to see. I haven't seen his uh, latest episode of Charting yet. I definitely want to check it out because I know he uh, he gets really in depth on some of the numbers, what these movies have to make back in order for the studio to consider them financial successes and and all that stuff. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested, especially because this is such a unique situation with movies and everything right now, that seeing how they come back and uh, reappear in movie theaters and how that affects box office and everything it's just a fascinating thing to take a look at right now even if you like you're not really full on deep into like the whole number side of things yeah um so outside of those two real quick before we move on there's obviously a couple other movies that we now have i mean we now have bill and ted face the music which is playing in some theaters but it also is uh on video on demand yeah i don't think i have streaming numbers for that yeah, no, I don't have streaming numbers for that. I'm just looking at box office specifically. So, I mean, keeping in mind that it is available for home viewing, like we watched it here. We didn't we didn't go to a theater for this one. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who are just who are who are watching it at home. They're not going to a theater. Um, so, I mean, that's why the domestic and worldwide on it right now are pretty close. Uh, worldwide's twenty five or two two million five hundred thousand. Uh, domestic two million three hundred thousand, so it's 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 not too too high. It's what you would expect for a movie that just simultaneously opened for home release as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping in mind though that uh, that home release is still about a twenty dollar, is still about a twenty dollar uh, uh, buy in. So 
still roughly for most theaters still spending about the same amount for the home release that you would going to see in the theater so i ultimately expect that movie is going to make most of its money back not necessarily from theatrical viewing but at least from home streaming as well uh keeping in mind too again that you know a lot of people could be purchasing it and then still having like their friends their family invite the, invite the whole neighborhood over let's all watch bill and ted all at once yeah maybe not like that but i mean you have situations where you like you have a large family or you have mm-hmm. like you live with roommates you have friends that you feel safe being around right now and everyone's okay with with coming over and you're ultimately spending twenty dollars on a movie that you would otherwise as a group have spent way more on yeah that's gonna that's gonna hurt it i mean that's and that's that's kind of the deal with these uh home streams i know for us typically when like for new mutants and tenant uh when i bought the tickets for those it still cost the two of us like 30 dollars. so that 25 was actually saving us just a little uh, but then also take into account how much money do we spend on food and drinks while we're at the theater. So, yeah, uh, that could still be fo- factored into that. Uh, Garth brought up that Tenet could could make more once it goes to a streaming service for a thirty dollars pay per view, and that's that's the case too. Uh, I think at some point they might keep it in the theaters for a while, but I think at some point now that it has played in theaters for a little bit, or mm-hmm. when it gets to the point that it's played in theaters for a little bit, then it's going, hey, Nolan. Can we release it on home streaming now? Do you feel satisfied that enough people have seen it in the theater? In which case, I don't necessarily know if that's really up to him at that point anymore. It's not that really any of this ever really truly was up to him. I know he's he created it. He spent years writing the story and then making the movie and everything. And so he wanted to have as much creative control over as far as audiences seeing it goes. But... Ultimately, I think at some point, if WB is like, "Hey, we just want we just want to get this out there," he's going to have to agree to it. So, same same thing. Garth is bringing up the uh, like we've heard that there's very strong rumors that uh, that Patty Jenkins wants to push uh, Wonder Woman eighty four to next year as well, just because. Again, what, looking at Tenant's numbers, and Tenant is a property that only exists. And is only like as massive as a, a movie is because of the director. Christopher Nolan has earned the ability to have people flock to the movie theater just because it's his movie he directed. Yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins, I would say, especially in the Wonder Woman, yeah, Patty Jenkins has earned that right in that specific genre type of movie. Uh, but Wonder Woman is a very well known IP to begin with, so. Simply put, one the Wonder Woman IP is what's going to cause people to flock to the theaters. Not necessarily 100% a movie directed by Patty Jenkins yet. Here's the thing: I would love to see Wonder Woman this year. I really would because I was looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first trailer was just like fantastic. The last one was fantastic. The last one was good too. <laughs> uh, yeah, the last one was definitely good too. But that first trailer like got me like, all right, I'm into it. Let's do it. Uh, but if we have to wait till next year, I completely understand that. And I'm having to wait for the Fast and Furious Nine. So I mean, <sighs> and that one was changed. Like we had just that was the one where they sold, they released the tickets. You could buy the tickets like two or three months in advance. I bought the tickets that three months in advance, yeah. and then it was like within like not even a month later, like oh yeah, we're just gonna push it to a whole another year. And like <laughs> okay, <laughs> which I mean they had divorce. I it, it was. It is the right call to push it to next year because was it by February, April, uh-huh. February, March, April next this next year? By that point, I mean not to dive too deep into the actual current real world events, but there there's news and they're talking about vaccines and stuff as early as October to December, what have you, uh, whatever the news actually specifically says about that. Then you're looking at like, hey, maybe by March we actually might be good to for the majority of us to feel comfortable going out into the public again because people who really need the vaccines will hopefully have access to it by that time. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Either way, uh, I would like to say that if we could get rid of this uh, this stupid virus by the end of this year, that would be 100%. Excellent! Anyways, moving on to movie reviews because that's why most people probably clicked on this. Yeah, as I say, I don't have any box office numbers for Mulan because it wasn't uh, released into theaters. Yeah. Uh, Domestically, anyway. I don't know if it was 
worldwide. <laughs> Garth says, careful hitting the F9 key at the top of your keyboard. It will shift your calendar appointments to 2021. <laughs> if only. I love that joke. Um, so That's great. Uh, yeah, first, right off the bat, we'll, let's dive into uh, Bill and Ted. <laughs> Watching us do the thing. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted. So they made a third one of these. Cool. Uh, they've had talks of this for years. Yeah, like Keanu Reeves has been wanting to do this for quite a while. Oh, I'm sure. And then they actually made it. Here's the thing: when you're talking about a franchise that was very tongue in cheek when it was first released back in the '80s, early '90s, those two films were just—they were like just cheesy corny goodness they were all dumb. kinds of like taco toppings they were dumb they were dumb but they were good dumb like i enjoyed them yeah. uh especially here's the thing after the years bogus journey has even grown on me when i first saw that like i remember seeing the first trailer for it and seeing like uh was it death's foot is in bill's face while they're playing twister and i was like this looks so stupid the whole game montage this just looks so so bad you sink my battleship but that movie has grown on me since then, and it's actually a really, it, it, a really decent movie. Excellent Adventure is definitely is definitely the better of the two. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, so when they said they made this third one, I was like, really? Do you really want to make a third one? Like I'm kind, I like the characters, I like the original two and, movies now, but and because you gotta keep in mind, those movies are definitely products of their time period. Oh yeah, not, uh, not especially like, in a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not, not that necessarily like the rules of how that how that time period and all that, but just more so like the characterizations, how they appear, how they were filmed, how they were shot. There's definitely some uh, slurs that they say in those movies that do not hold up nowadays. That, that is true. I forgot about that yeah, yeah. That, that is definitely true uh so watching this one it was given the fact like we know george carlin's not alive so uh, unfortunately rufus doesn't have anything to do with this and we're not going to spoil anything if y'all haven't watched it but given like now we're supposed to still be able to acknowledge this and uh, it was good I would say overall. I don't know what you were struggling. I don't know. With like, I, well, here's the thing. I'm trying to also like shrink this down because we got about 15 minutes before we got to end the tagline tonight. So, That's true. Uh, I'm trying to quickly get through it and get words. And you know me in words. I'm much better at watching movies get than I review. am at words. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I thought the movie was really good. Like again, th this was a movie that was just kind of like really cheesy and corny back then, and it's been decades since anyone's revisited. Yeah. You would automatically think, yeah, this is gonna be terrible. Like whatever, just okay, make your movie if you want to, and then that's it. It was really good. The story was fantastic. And that's and that's the thing. Like you said, this about New Mutants about as far as uh, movies being better than they have any right to be. Mm -hmm. you, you're talking about a a. A movie franchise where it had its two originals like back in the 80s and what have you and now we're supposed to fast forward what 30 almost 30 years later whatever the actual decade period is and we're supposed to accept that there's a new movie coming out supposed to be just as good you know we're supposed to enjoy it and everything and in most scenarios like that where hollywood dives back into an old franchise of old tries to bring it back and breathe new life into it resuscitate it what have you is usually not very good. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, you know, these things usually don't end up doing pretty well. Episode one. No, nah, hold on. Now. <laughs> the, the prequels have gotten better. Um, especially if you watch the sequels. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. These things typically don't do pretty well. So, for the fact that this movie was as heartwarming and as absolutely charming as it was. And... Like, they still, they did such a fantastic job carrying the flavor of the 80s over into this new one mm -hmm. that it was, it, it, it was just a fun time. It was just a really, really fun time. Um, it, it was not, it was not that densely packed. It was, it's about as thin as a Bill and Ted movie gets. At the same time, though, it was also convoluted a little bit in terms of, like, how's this time traveling working and what are the... What are the rules of time and everything in this movie? Because <laughs> we don't have Smart Hulk to come over here and tell yeah. us this one. We yeah. don't even have Rufus, so I mean. <laughs> it's definitely not falling back to the future's time, but it's also, I think Bill and Ted time is its own 
cinematic time. It's its own thing. It's definitely not Christopher Nolan time. Um, so anyway, the, the point is for this movie to be as good as it was is, is honestly a complete surprise. And I would say that if you have the $20 to spare to watch it on streaming, I would absolutely 100% recommend it if you haven't already dropped the cash on it. Typically, we do like a ranking system, but we don't have like special graphics and everything for that. So it's a, a very high recommend out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, I th- yeah. I, I thought it was really good. The way they brought back like some of the things from old and kind of made them current and everything was. Uh, I forgot to put up the. Uh, look, I got a graphic for it too. Bill and Ted. That's what we're talking about. Oh, and their daughters are just complete. The daughters are. Yeah. The, like almost everyone in there. That robot. The robot was so good. <laughs> yeah. He, he was he was actually really a really good character. Anyway, uh, check it out. Watch the movie. It's fantastic. It's yeah. just a delight. Um, Mulan. Moving on to Mulan. Qua Mulan. Yeah. Uh, so I, this was a movie. Unfortunately, uh, it was only released on Disney Plus for that that thirty dollar bump up. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that definitely, as far as looks go. This movie needed to have been in the theater. Yeah, like the very when the movie first opens up. Those of y'all have watched it, or if you haven't seen it again, no spoilers. But when the movie first opens, it opens to the camera panning around uh, her village. Like the village is just like one giant circular building, and that all the families in that village all like have little apartments. And uh, real, um, real quick, guys, any questions, any comments you have, send yes. them in the stream lab, send them in the comment section. Because once we're done with this review, we're probably going to be quick, quick to wrap up here. So. Yep. Uh, so the first the first shot is a sweeping shot of this building of this village and the way the camera the camera lens is angled on it you do see the curvature of that building coming it looks perfect for a movie theater screen it would look amazing that that the cinematography of that shot would look so good on a movie theater screen yeah on a computer screen that we're watching in your bedroom <laughs> not so much I mean, it's enough to where I could recognize, hey, that would look so much better on a big screen. But I really wish we had a projector and a wall to project on. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then the other thing is that you have like you have the avalanche in there uh, from like the cartoon had the avalanche. There's the avalanche in this one as well. Yeah. The same kind of thing. When you see a giant avalanche, you want to see that like on a big screen and stuff. And we just didn't get that. There's a lot yeah. of cinematography of this movie that deserves to be on the big screen. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, I'd still say it's worth saying. Here's the thing, uh, there's a lot of like controversy and stuff around it. Uh, partly like the controversy that's happening in China over it. I don't, I really don't have enough to like go off of on that. So it's not, there's it's not really something that. There's a whole can, whole thing about the democracy yeah. in China. Yeah, it's yeah. not really anything that we can speak on. So I wasn't really gonna go into details of what exactly it was, but okay. Um, also, it there's the there's the side of it that we're looking at from this perspective of it is. It's supposed to be a very serious take on the story, on the character. Um, you don't have the comedic elements like like uh, Mushu in it. You don't have the the cute little cricket running around. Cricky. Yeah, you don't have this. You don't have these. You don't elements. have the songs. You don't have the song. Although although they did in the background, you heard some of the some of the music that was in the original Mulan playing in the background. Just no lyrics. It's just. Or as an instrumental, yeah. Over, over the scene Which that was done very well, yeah. Especially was... when the, when they're doing her makeup for the matchmaker at the beginning, yeah. and you hear that song playing, and it'll oh. bring honor to us all. Yeah, yeah. I could easily pick that out that that song was playing in the background. So that was pretty cool. But uh, the fact that you don't have like the really the really fun uh, cartoonish elements that were present in the uh, c- cartoon. Um, <laughs> well said. <laughs> exactly. How. Um, <laughs> you uh, they they didn't substitute them though for other supernatural elements in this movie that honestly like after having thought about it I, I take some of the same opinion that a lot of people have on this which is I would have rather had Mushu honestly than some of the elements that they did choose to stick in the movie yeah and I understand why they did it because the elements that they did put, put in there brought a more serious tone to it 
Yeah, I mean, you had a, the Phoenix that was flying in and out. Really didn't do anything except just fly around like you see in the trailers. But, I mean, you could have, like, made that instead of a Phoenix. Could have been, like, a flying dragon. And that would have been a nice nod to Mushu. It still could have, like, flown around in the background, done nothing except in the very yeah. end, maybe said something funny or sarcastic at the very end or something. Like, that. That even that would have probably been a little bit better. That being said, the... The movie itself, as far as a take on Mulan, understanding that it is... More of a take of the actual story instead of the cartoon. I would say it's specifically a different take on Mulan than the cartoon was. Not necessarily a complete remake, Mm -hmm. but more so just a new version of that story. There's definitely elements and scenes within the movie that are definitely taken from the cartoon, probably both of which took from the original tale of Mulan and everything, but... Uh, for its for being its own take on it, I thought it was actually enjoyable. It's definitely for me. It's definitely in the upper echelon of the Disney remakes, which is not saying a whole lot because I haven't seen Cinderella yet, and Jungle Book is definitely up there. And yeah, Aladdin was okay. Uh, Lion King was, and I yeah. haven't seen Dumbo, and I'm not going to. Um, yeah. <laughs> pass on Dumbo. Uh, like I I enjoyed it as well. Uh, I do. I appreciate some of the changes that they made. Like the action in, was fun. In the the action, the, the action was good. Uh, but in so much of the changes that they made to keep it more aligned with the original story and not so much the animated, um, that that I thought was really well done. Uh, I I also I liked how they kind of played up uh, like in the in the cartoon. Unfortunately, it was a cartoon made for kids. You really couldn't do too much of the whole like oh, but she's a girl in a in a guy's army, so we can't have her like bathing the same time as them. They played up a lot more of the jokes of that in that like she's strapping herself down and uh, that she absolutely refuses to shower type of thing. It's not- some of that was humorous, but most of it's not really jokes, whereas it's a serious yeah. take on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I appreciated that, and I know that it was because of stuff like that that kind of helped elevate this one to like a PG-13. Uh, kind of. That and the action, violence, some of the stuff like that. Uh, you know, the people getting stabbed in the heart kind of a thing. Yeah, you know? that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I do like is that I feel like, first of all, this was this one, the entire cast was Chinese. Yeah. They actually got a full-on Chinese cast. There was no whitewashing in this. Um, so I thought that was fantastic. And also going back to the fact that they kept some of this to the actual story elements of the original Mulan story. Yeah. In so much of like the original cartoon, uh, they called her Fa Mulan, in which like the family's name. And those of y'all, uh, if, y'all from, if you're familiar with like Chinese cultural naming, typically you say the the family's name, the last name first, and then the first name, uh, or like uh, the way the names turn out. So in this one, like family name, individual name. Yeah, uh, in this one, like say they changed her to the the actual family name of Hua, H U A Hua Mulan. Like I'd be Adams Chris. Yes. Uh, well, so I mean. Uh, the thing is also is her name is Wa Mulan. So like Mu Mulan is yeah, Mulan is actually two separate names. Uh, but That's we right. over here in America like to call it Mulan. Her name is actually Lon. Yeah, her name is Lon. Uh, <laughs> Harris? No. no. Uh, so <laughs> uh, one of the things, and I'm really surprised that this has not caught on. I tweeted it out about it. It looked like it was doing pretty well in the tweet. And I know you super chatted it in uh, SCN, and it just got like trampled by a schmobot earlier. Well, no, uh, they still they still fully read it. Yeah, but it. It, I mean the schmobot interrupted, so that kind of <laughs> they it kind of buried read it. it and commented on it. It's okay. But uh, it happens. The uh, essentially there is no Mushu in this, but what Disney did is they actually made it the sister. There's no sister in the original cartoon either. So they made the sister, which her name is Shu, X-I-U, pronounced Shu. So if you're following the family's naming scheme, it's Hua Mu Shu. Her name is Mushu. And no one, like, I've searched the internet. No one's caught on this. 
And it's so a fun, it's a fun little Easter egg. It's, it's a, a fun really Easter egg, well and I'm really impressed that that Disney did that, and no one's caught it yet. It's <laughs> impressive. At the same time, I probably would have preferred just to have Mushu in the movie. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, true. But I like the fact that it was done in a, in yeah. such a way to touch upon like the cultural yeah. of of the name of it. Ultimately, though, like we're talking about the talking about this movie as a whole i think the cast in the movie was great i know that a lot of people were wanting a little bit more from uh from the character of mulan like there wasn't enough characterization for her or some of the choices that they made for her were kind of interesting they didn't cut her hair but uh, i i read something about why they didn't do it and it kind of made sense uh donnie yen and jet lee being in the movie were, were great but both kind of underutilized a little bit and that's definitely true i know a lot of people are saying that too and jet lee was almost unrecognizable yeah i didn't even know it was jet lee until like we were sitting there watching and i was like where's jet lee at and you're like he's already appeared and yeah like, he was the emperor what <laughs> that was jet lee uh there was also uh what's his name is it j is it jason scott lee yeah uh was yeah uh, which he was he was well known for playing Bruce Lee in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, yeah, I thought his character was really well. He got ripped for that. Yeah. <laughs> he got huge for that role. Uh, for a second, I didn't even recognize him in that. Yeah. So, for for the most part, though, like I don't know if you're like a huge, and we'll kind of kind of wrap up the review here. If you're a huge Mulan fanatic, if you really enjoyed the original and you are really, really looking forward to this new one, drop the 30 on Disney+. Plus. Go ahead and watch it. Yeah. Um, if it's one that you definitely could, you feel like, you know what, I could wait. I could still wait a few months. Definitely wait till December because that's when they'll be releasing it generally on Disney+, Plus, where you don't have to pay the 30. <laughs> if you're not running a movie YouTube channel in which you have to speak about these movies the second they're physically able to be spoken upon... Right. Just wait till December. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and that's that's the truth. If you're like, if you're really, if you're down for the Mulan, you want to watch the Mulan right now. Down for the Mulan. That sounds yeah. like a rock song. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get down no, for no, the Mulan. No, stop. That joke's going nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you really want to watch Mulan, you're really into it. Drop the thirty. If not, wait till December. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. You won't have to spend that extra money. You won't feel. There's not the possibility of, oh, I feel cheated because it's another Disney remake that I wasn't really thrilled about. Nah. Watch it in December. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a decent movie. It is definitely in the upper echelon of live-action Disney movies. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, there's... I'm still waiting for Atlantis, honestly. I think Atlantis is, has the potential to be the best live-action Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, the number one thing I also really like about this movie wasn't necessarily the movie itself, but the, this movie was premiered right before all the theaters shut down. Yeah. So the no critics way. have been sitting on their reviews because of the embargo. Longest embargo ever. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that that I think is really impressive and good on like all the critics that had that access to see it way back when. <laughs> in the before times yeah. uh, and and now only just now releasing their reviews of it they're like ah so Mulan I completely forgot about that movie yeah, I had to watch it again um, I want to highlight some of the Garth because Garth just went to town on some of these they were pretty, actually pretty funny no Matt Damon <laughs> uh, what was it oh uh, they could have had the Phoenix take over Mulan and turn her evil and she kills a friend and oh no never mind Hey, remember that movie? New, New Mutants was still better. Ooh. New Mutants was way better than Oof. that movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, Moolah for Mulan if you really can't wait. That's true. Um, anyway, that's our uh, comprehensive deep dive reviews over these two movies. Uh, both get a recommend, though. Mulan, definitely, again, like I said, if you want to wait, if you can wait, if you don't really need to see it right now, go ahead and wait. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted was really good, though. Bill and Ted, you absolutely should. I mean, if you saw the first two, for sure. And that's the other thing with Bill and Ted is that it it connected all three. Like all three were super connected, and they just they did a fantastic job carrying that storyline all the way through. It's, it was just great. Yeah, uh, definitely dropped the money on that. Anyways, uh, so that's gonna do it for tagline tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, while we're doing the uh, movie trivia schmodown replay, the schmodown replay. Uh, four times a week we're having to condense the uh the tagline here eventually we want to go back to like say like an hour and a half 
uh, add in a little more uh, audience participation with the people in the chat. Maybe add some games to this. So we will be expanding on this as soon as Christian Harloff will allow us to. <laughs> Not complaining at all, Christian. <laughs> Not that you're watching this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, absolutely eager to be able to move on and to expand our content eventually. So... Uh, also, keep in mind, again, we will be doing the trailer reaction for Dune tomorrow night, so make sure you are liking, commenting, and subscribing to this channel. Let's go ahead and... What are we going to do? Anyways. That's it, guys, for the replay... Or for the tagline. Replay is what we're about to do. We're going to go so over there awkward. and do the replay uh, here in a few minutes, so make sure Such. you continue following us on this. Make sure you... Join our Patreon, like, comment, subscribe. As for my brother, as for me, we will see you here in a little while. Hopefully, come back and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will see you later, and good night. You're an awkward human being. I absolutely am. <laughs> Thanks, Lola. <laughs>